Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some little things that you may not really pay attention to out there, but these little things can cause big problems. They can also cause you to lose some business. So I'm going to go over some little things that you should be paying atten- attention to while you're out there on your service route. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I'll start with an easy one and one that's kind of my pet peeve whenever I'm calling someone or whenever I'm doing business with somebody. And that is someone who doesn't pick up their phone nor do they return phone calls nor that they return text messages. And this is probably the quickest way to go out of business for sure, because if you don't answer your phone or return messages, then you're not going to get that business, obviously. But you're also going to get a bad reputation for a company that does not not respond. I've seen many Yelp reviews where they get a one-star review because the person simply leaves a review saying, I called this place three or four times, they never answered the phone. I left messages, they never returned the call. And this is something that, you know, you want to avoid, of course, because you don't want to be that company with those kind of reviews on your site. So it's a little thing, but if you get a text message, and I have this habit of forgetting, good thing is when I'm using the Verizon text app, after a day, I'll get the same message back in my inbox, and they'll prompt me to look at that the uh, text message again. So if you do miss something, you should have some kind of prompt or system to go back in and double check the messages of course, if they leave a message on the phone, you should call them back whenever you can. And this is basic business 101. I'm not that great getting back with emails immediately, but if someone texts me, I'll get back to them, usually within a few minutes or right on the spot. But I understand emails can pile up, especially if you have several inboxes. So that's not something that is immediate. Usually when someone wants something right away, they'll usually text you. So that's one thing you can do to address not losing customers, not getting a bad reputation, and developing a habit of responding to people that call and message you. Here's a really practical one out on your route, and that's being conscious of closing gates and making it a habit, so much so that sometimes you have to drive back because you do it so automatically that I've done this before where, did I close that customer's gate? And I have to like turn around after two minutes of driving, go back there, and sure enough, I did close it, but it becomes so automatic that you don't even remember closing the gate. This is really crucial, especially with a pool in the backyard, more so when there's pets back there. But closing the gates, especially if they have a mesh safety gate or if they have young kids, you don't want to leave the gate open for any reason. And it's something that I always make sure that the last thing I do is close the gate. Then I'll put my hand on top and kind of rattle it to make sure that it's closed and latched. And there's been a few times where I've done this with the mesh safety gates and they've actually opened up. So definitely you want to be able to verify that the gate is closed and make it such a habit that you have to kind of second guess yourself 
if you close the gate or left it open. And this is a big safety thing. I'll also touch a little bit on the safety covers here. I call them Spider-Man nets. They're the kind of covers that look like a giant spider web. They have, you know, six inch square holes in it or eight inch square holes. And this is something that latches onto the decking. I really don't recommend taking on accounts that have this particular safety net. Now, if you have a customer that puts one in, unfortunately, you may have to service that pool briefly. But the reason why I don't like these particular safety nets, yes, they're effective. No one's going to fall through there with a little six or four inch hole. I guess I should check, see how big the hole is, but it's pretty small. And it's one of those things where you have to have, of course, the company comes and drills holes in the ground, and then you put the latches in. I really don't like them because you need a pulley to open and close them. And after about three or four months, you'll find that the customer gets irritated with it, and they'll leave it off more than not, or they won't latch it properly. Now, who's left holding the bag if someone were to, God forbid, fall in the pool and drown? Well, since you're servicing the pool and you're putting the safety net on and taking it off, I think a lot of liability falls in your lap. And that's why I don't like them because to me, if the customer is getting lazy because they don't want to put it back on or if they have a pool party and they leave it off, the whole point of that safety cover is to protect young children from drowning. And so I think for me, that's too much responsibility. Besides that, it adds way too much time to my day going around there on my knees and clipping it on and getting the pulley and trying to pull that thing tight. It's a real pain, and I don't recommend that you service pools with this cover. Now, the only way I would do this is if you have a dedicated service day. Let's say it's Tuesday. The customer knows you're coming on Tuesday, and they leave the cover off that day. You clean the pool, and then they put the cover back on, and that's when I would service it. There has to be something in writing that on this particular day between this amount of time, the cover's off, and the customer's responsible for removing the cover and putting the cover back on. And if you get to the pool in that allotted day and time, let's say 9 to noon, and the cover's on there, then it would service the pool with the cover on and not mess with taking it off. And that's the only way I would take one of these accounts. Again, I just don't like the fact that there's just too much gray area of who's holding the bag if there was a problem. I much prefer the mesh safety nets. Now, these aren't bulletproof either. I've seen kids put buckets up against them and climb over them. So it's not like they can't get over these mesh fences. It's just that it's a good preventative way of for little toddlers to get over it but you know if someone's you know 10 or 11 or 12 they can easily you know stack something on it and climb over it which I've seen kids do before and I think it's just one of those things where those are better and easier for you as a pool service professional to be able to close those and latch them sometimes the customer gives you a key sometimes they leave the key in there because the kid can't reach it that's perfectly fine and I again think those are better than the other safety nets so that's kind of one thing that you have to be aware of, make sure that the cover is closed. Now, the automatic ones with the key in it, those are fine to take. You know, you, you just turn the key, the cover pulls back by itself, it'll stop. And then when you're done with the pool, always make sure you put the key back on. Now, if you put the key in there and turn it closed. Now, if you have problems remembering to close the covers, just put your truck keys there. You can't really leave the stop with the cover open. You'll get back to your truck and you'll be like, oh, my keys are, oh yeah, I left the key. Oh yeah, I have to close the cover. And so that's kind of one of those things that I do whenever I do anything where it requires me to kind of think because I'll probably forget. I always glance back too to make sure it's fully closed. But those covers are perfectly fine because you can open them in a minute and close them right away. Now what happens when the automatic cover breaks? This happens on occasion. We're going to close it. It may come off its track, which happens. The motor may stop 
sometimes you can, you can simply open up the cover and push the reset button in there and the motor starts again. But if you do service the pool with an automatic cover and the cover does stop, you want to text the customer immediately and let them know that I wasn't able to cover the pool because there was a problem with the motor or the cover came off the track. Please have the cover company come out there right away and look at it. And usually the cover company will be out there within 24 hours to fix it and get it covered again. And you definitely want to text the customer because you want to get a electronic digital recording or not a recording, I guess, but a some evidence that they actually got your message and responded to it with, you know, maybe, okay, we'll get the cover fixed right away. That way the liability is now shifted from you to them. You don't want to leave a door hanger or something like that or note because that's not really going to cover you. And I think little things like that, always think liability, always think what is going to come back and hurt you later. If you're in court, what will they point out your mistake was? And of course, if you have a cover that breaks and you don't tell the customer, then you have all the liability on your shoulders at that point. Back to closing, making sure the gates are closed. If you let a pet out, which I've done on several occasions, unfortunately, I've been running through neighborhoods chasing dogs that got out. And this is something that you really have to be aware of that you're liable for the pet. If something were to happen to it, you know, of course, emotionally, the client's not going to be happy, but maybe even financially, you'll be liable for it. So you definitely want to try to get the dog back in the yard if you can safely. You know, if you have to cross three lanes of traffic, that might not be the best thing, but you want to get the dog back in the yard if you can. If not, you have to tell the customer, which I've had to do, unfortunately, Hey, your dog got out. It took off north and I have no idea where it went. You know, they may be a little upset, but they usually can find the dog. And some of these dogs that bolt have tracking chips in them now, which is even better. But you want to do the best you can to make sure the pet doesn't get out. And if it does get out, you want to put some effort into getting that pet back into the backyard. Here's another practical one when you're doing repairs. And let's say you're going to pull the pump off because there's a problem and you're going to take the motor in to check it or whatever, swap it out. So you, you go to turn off the system. And if you have an automated panel, you probably will put it in, you know, not timeout mode because then it'll come on in three hours. You'll put it in service mode. If you have an intermac timer, a lot of guys will just take the on-off trippers off. But I would say that doesn't go far enough in many cases because a lot of times you get a customer where they'll be like, hey, why is the pool not on? And they'll like try to do something. This is especially bad if you have an operating pump. Let's say you took the filter apart because you have three grids, the grids that are broken. And if you put it in uh, service mode and the customer comes out there and puts it back in auto mode, it could be very disastrous. Or if you have an intermac timer, they may want to turn it on because they may think, well, why is the pool off? It should be running at this time. And I've had situations like that happen. So what you want to do is turn off the subbreaker and make the extra effort if you can to find the main breaker and turn that one off as well. Because I've had customers, believe it or not, see that the pool's not working and they turn back on the subbreaker thinking, oh, the breaker must have tripped for some reason. So I always go to the extra trouble of turning off the sub panel by the equipment, also turning off the main breaker. And then you want to message the customer and say, hey, I I have your pool off because you have three broken grids and it has a lid of the filter off and it's not operating. So leave it off until I get back and I'll definitely turn the breaker back on. And that's that goes a long way in communicating that. And I've had a member of my group before where he was kind of tired. It was a long week, hot. He was doing a filter. He took the lid off, saw that there was a problem with it. 
And then he left and he forgot to even turn the breaker off, turn anything off. And, you know, a few hours later, he realized, oh, I left that pool on. It's going to come on at one o'clock. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon already. So he jetted over there and the pool was drained down like eight inches of water. So definitely you want to make sure that you yourself will turn that breaker off, take the trippers off the time clock, do whatever you can do to make sure that, you know, the equipment's not going to come back on with the pump, with the filter lid off and flood the backyard. So it's your responsibility when you're doing a repair to do your due diligence and go the extra mile and turn that breaker off. I think it's really critical. And of course, message the customer. A couple of times there, I was kind of flubbing and I almost said timeout mode. And I really do like timeout mode over service mode when you're doing things like emptying the pump basket, cleaning the filter, because I've been guilty of putting the pool in service mode, forgetting that I had turned off the pool for whatever reason. I'll come back there the next week and and the pool looks really bad and I'll be like, what happened here? So I'll go to the equipment and I'll see it in service mode. And then I'll have one of those kind of movie flashback moments, you know, the camera's like moving in and out on my face. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I left it in service mode. And I've only done this like twice, maybe three times. I do it more often on the standalone variable speed pumps where I'm not really paying attention. I'll stop it. I'll clean the pump basket or something. And maybe I'm not even going to vacuum the pool so I don't bother turning it back on. And I've left with that off for, for seven, you know, 24-7 at that point because you have to manually turn it on. So that's a mistake you want to avoid doing. So have some kind of system. And for me, I like putting it in timeout mode whenever I'm doing something. That way, if I do forget, it's only a three-hour downtime for the system. It's not going to be off 24-7. Sometimes a customer will call you and, you, you know, hey, my pool has been running in four days. You go back there and realize that you kind of made that mistake. So service mode is something I avoid using unless I need to turn the pool off 24-7, like in the previous example when I have the equipment open and I need to come back the next day or the day after that to finish the repair, I'll definitely leave it in service mode. Otherwise, timeout mode is the mode I'll leave the automated systems in when I'm doing something. And the same thing can happen with an automatic timer. Sometimes when I'm doing a filter clean, I'll turn it off. Or if I can't turn it off, I'll turn the dial to get the trippers out of the way and I, I forget to reset the timer. And I've had customers call me and saying, hey, the pool's coming on like four hours later than normal. And I realized, oh yeah, I was kind of messing with the timer because it was right where the on-tripper was when I was going to do the filter. And I kind of do- turned the dial, you know, four hours ahead. Little things like that, you want to make sure you have a system in place that if you do have to move the, t- the time or change the time on the pool, that you change it back. And it's not as catastrophic as taking the filter off and then stepping away, going back to your truck for something and then getting back there and having all the water gushing out of the filter because you forgot to turn the timer off when you took the lid off the filter. could be very dangerous too because that's the point where it can actually kill you. If you're trying to get the clamp on and off and the pumper to come on, all that pressure in there with the clamp partially on has caused problems. And of course, I've made the mistake of doing a lot of filter cleanings in one day and then I get to a pool and I'm pretty tired and I forget to turn the timer off because the pool's not on at that moment. Definitely something to be aware of. You want to make sure that you do your due diligence, open up that timer if it's an aromatic time clock and make sure that pool's not going to come on within the next two or three minutes. Another little failure that happens, and I've been guilty of this, is when I'm not really paying attention to putting the lid on my acid container. And I've had this in my service cart before where I had the lid partially on and I'm going, I'm moving it back to my truck and 
I look back and I see little drops of muriatic acid burning on the cement. I think all of us have been guilty of this in one form or another. Or the lid's not on that great on the acid container and I'm pulling it out of my truck and I get some drops on the driveway. This has happened to me as well. So I make a big effort and I've really make a, a huge effort of making sure that if I'm using muriatic acid that I have those lids on tight and that I'm not being lazy about it. Because it's really easy to get lazy with the lids, I'll be honest with you. If you use a Hasa re- exchangeable cases, you're busy, it's hot, you're tired. Sometimes you're not making sure that that lid is all the way on. You can get splashed with the acid that way, by the way, when you put it back into the case. So be very careful that that lid is on there tight. No acid is dripping anywhere. And you just don't want that to happen because you're going to stain the customer's deck. I know there was this pool one of the guys in the group was doing. He had an employee. It was a brand new pool, brand new deck. And this is exactly what happened. He didn't have the lid on tight. And pretty much the whole project was ruined because there's acids, little acid drops all over the place from the pool all the way back down, you know, 100 feet down the, dr- the sidewalk into the driveway. It was a real disaster. And this is something you don't want to do. And again, it's easy to make this mistake, not putting the lids on, especially the muriatic acid. Chlorine's not that bad. It just gets messy. You'll you'll splash it all over your truck. You'll get it all over your clothes. But the acid is much more dangerous, and it has potential to stain the customer's property. Also, I guess last, you don't want to park in the driveway of the customer's house if you have like an oil leak or something like that. That's kind of really low and not something that you know makes you a high-class pool service for sure. I mean, if you have to pull a piece of cardboard out, put it underneath your truck when you're servicing a pool, that's probably not the best look. So oil leaks should be fixed as soon as possible. I know they're expensive to fix. I've had several of those, and it could be something as like as simple as a gasket. But they have to take like the whole engine off to get to it. So I know they're a pain to fix. But I think, you know, having oil leaking all over the customer's driver or in the street is a bad look. So get that fixed. And even though it's going to cost a bundle sometimes, it just it just does wonders for your image and it's going to protect you from leaving that customer's house and having a big oil stain on their driveway. Little things like that and just keep an eye on those little things because they really reflect your business and they can cause you some liability. They could cause some hazards and you definitely want to just pay attention to the small things on your pool route. If you're looking for the podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon and then a drop-down menu of close to 1,300 podcasts will pop up there for you. If you're looking into my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.